0: Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. God's good to us. Glad to see you in the house of the Lord today and excited. This is a great time of year. I know uh, they said Wednesday night was a, just a great crowd, and I uh, heard Brother Wendell did a great job Wednesday night. And thank, I'm just thankful that you know, whenever I try to never miss if I can, but if I have to handle something, I had to be at the a viewing for my brother-in-law and some different things and it's so nice to know that we've got people that'll just be in church and worship and preach and pray and just do what needs to be done and uh, they said a lot of our college students now getting back in town and we're excited about that school year is upon us and I think now grade school or college just about they're all started back so uh, we're we're going to be praying for them and, and we're going to see a harvest come in to from our schools and our universities, and we're going to see great things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Today we start uh, a new series, uh, Good Friends. Aren't you thankful for good friends? And uh, today we're going to talk about loyal friends, loyal friends. One verse of Scripture while you're standing, Proverbs 17 and 17. A friend loveth at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. And so today we're going to stick with the theme of that scripture. A good friend loves at all times. Let's pray for the lesson today. Jesus, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we know that you're a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Today, Lord, let us find uh, this word and let us find faith in it. Let us plant it in the heart. Let it grow and produce, Lord. We want to be more like you we thank you for your word today, Lord. Now, bless it all in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give him another hand clap before you're seated. Hallelujah. God's good. Hallelujah. You can be seated. You might want to look at your neighbor and say, you got a friend in me. Don't start singing. I knew that would happen. I knew that would happen. Proverbs uh, 17 and 17, a friend loveth at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Good to have good friends. But uh, the way you can define a friend is uh, where are they when times get tough? There's a trans... Uh, uh, it, something transpires is, uh, in this verse. It's, it's like a it transitions, not just where... It, You're just talking about a friend, but a friend will transition into a brother. I don't believe that he's not just talking about your natural born blood brother, but our brothers and sisters in the Lord that um, a friend loveth at all times and a brother is born for adversity. It's great to have somebody when things are going sideways. Um, A friend will be consistent in his love for you. And it means he's going to always be there. He's, he's always available, not only when it benefits him. We know friends that uh, they're around when your uh, checkbook's fat, but uh, if, if uh, hello, rich people, they say that in the scripture says you got, you got money, you got friends. Uh, a friend will uh, be a friend of commitment, and, and being a friend takes a commitment a commitment of your time, and it takes effort to be a friend. You can't say, everybody just loves me. I'm everybody's friend. No, you're not. i say, don't lie. You're not everybody's friend yet. It takes time, it takes effort. You've got to do something. You have to show yourself friendly. Uh, and then you'll be a friend when it's not always convenient. And it is adversity that provides the true test of friendship or brotherhood. So these are things that you want to keep in your mind while people are trying to be your friend or when you are trying to be a friend. You need to make sure that you have these things in mind because uh, if I'm going to be a friend, I want to be a friend according to Scripture, according to the way Jesus was. Um, you know, uh, a real friend, time and distance does not matter. Um, I have seen in this last few months, I've I've seen people that I had not seen since uh, maybe just outside of high school, um, uh, people that I had not seen since uh, they were pre-Jesus friends, you know, but they were still friends. And uh, when we saw each other, it was like no time had passed. Now, we looked different. There was a lot more gray hair or absence of hair. Uh a little more around the waist, things like that. Uh, looked like some of them got shorter. I don't know. But, uh, but when we saw each other, it was just like, really, it's like you were just picking up a conversation from 30 years ago. It's, it was it's strange uh, how that when you are really a friend and they are really your friend, it, uh, it doesn't matter. You get married, you have kids, you get jobs, you move away, everybody's spread out. But when you see each other, it's like no time has passed, and there were some that I saw that I had no idea who they were. You remember me? I don't. <laughs> you look a lot different than you did in high school. We must not really been friends. Um, just went to school together. So, but the ones who were friends had no trouble, knew exactly who they were, and uh, so that's one thing about friendship: time and distance it doesn't matter. When you are a friend, when you're going to be a friend, a friend loveth at all times. That means you will display the quality of love. You could look to Paul's definition where he said, love bears all things. That means when you're a friend, you'll, you'll help bear the load for somebody when they're going through things, when uh, love endures all things. You know, uh, real friends uh, will stand uh, through little squabbles and little hiccups in the road and all kinds of things. It, it, it'll endure distance. It'll endure time. It'll endure Love endures all things, and love never fails. When you really love somebody and you're their friend, then, uh, hey, it it never fails. That friendship won't fail. So it won't be tough times, but the friendship will hang in there. You'll be able to be there for them. They'll be there for you. And if they're not, well, they didn't pass the test of being a true friend uh, in your life. I want to be a friend according to the Scripture. I want to be friend. We've talked about making disciples, and before you can make a disciple, you're going to have to make a friend. You can't disciple somebody that you're not friendly with. You can't say, hey, I don't want to know anything about your life. Meet me once a week. I'm going to teach you to be like Jesus. Oh, that's good. Well, you know, I was grew up. I don't care where you grew up. I don't want to know about how many kids you got. I don't want to know nothing. Just come here, let me tell you, and program you so you can follow Jesus. That ain't how it works. You've got to make a friend out of people. You've got to... You know, uh, Jesus would call people down out of trees. Yeah. Come on, i got to go to your house. You're going to come to my house? And so he makes a friend out of Zacchaeus, and then uh, he talks about now salvation has come to his house. And, and um, uh, Jesus was big on that about, uh, hey, what are you doing sitting at the table with these people? You know they're not like you. They're sinners and drunks and all these kind of... I'm trying to make a... I don't I'm gonna say I agree with them being drunks or being prostitutes or being whatever they are. But how in the world am I going to ever reach them if, if I can't get them within arm's length? I've got to be able to, I, I can still have a conversation with them. I can still tell them about the kingdom of God and, and show them that I love them because that's what I'm here to do. And now that's what we're here to do, be that kind of friend as we are on the pathway to making disciples. I want to be a friend with somebody. i uh, you know, I'm not saying that on Friday nights you should go and frequent the bars downtown. I don't, I don't believe in, uh, there's got to be a level of separation that we, we maintain so that we ourselves do not get caught up and begin to build again the things which we destroyed. But when you are in a neutral ground, so you go in the bar, you're on their ground. But at work or school, that's neutral ground. I can talk with them. I know what they do on Fridays and Saturdays. I hear them talk about it. Uh, but at work, I can begin to talk to them about what I do on the weekend, and uh, we can have conversations, and I can just be a friend to them and talk to them and not uh, look at them and think, man, you're wasting, You know, scowling at them and you're wasting your life. You know, uh, They see that look on your face. We've got to be friends so we can make disciples. And uh, then when you become a friend, that's 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 when those people come to you, and they're crying and they don't know what to do. And said, "Will you pray for me?" No, I only pray for my friends. Yeah, yeah. I only pray for my for my church people. I only pray for saved people. Well, uh, Jesus said, "I didn't come to call the righteous, but the sinner." And those that are whole, they don't need a physician, but those that are sick, and so I'm going to be like Him. I'm. I am not the great physician, but I am trying to be like the great physician. I am not the great shepherd, but I am trying to be like the great shepherd. And and I am not the savior of the world by no means, but I am trying to lead people to the savior of the world. And so if I'm going to do that, I've got to be able to speak to people and love people and connect with people. And so I I don't want to uh, get the lines confused or blurred Because let me tell you, yeah. Well, hey, if you're gonna be my friend, come out and drink with me tomorrow night. No, not doing none of that. I don't do that. Uh, Just well, I'll just have one. Maybe I'll win them. You have one and you'll be done. You stay away from that stuff. Well, come on out and go dance with us and let's light up the town. No, I don't go lighting up the town no more. I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. Uh, But hey, uh, I and you, you may have to have some very, you know, real conversations and explain to them. Hey, I. If that's what you're into right now, that's, that's up to you. I love you anyway, and uh, I'm friends. I'm not judging you. I'm not trying to, I'm just saying that's not my thing. I don't believe in that, and if you want to ever know why I don't, I'll tell you. But right now, I am just love you, pray for you, hope you'll come to church with me sometime. And if they say, well, let's make a deal, I'll go to church. If you'll come to the club, I guess we'll never see you at church because I'm not going to the club. You can't. You can't cross that line. There's got to be boundaries. Uh, but uh, we cannot build such great walls that we can no longer see the lost. We can't. The wall can't be so high that we can't reach them. It can't be so high that they can't get over it. It's got to, we've got to make sure. Because, see, we'll build a wall and we'll put a door in it. And, see, Jesus is the door. And so uh you got to make sure if you're building a wall to protect you that there's a door that grants access to those that also need protected. You hear what I'm saying? You got to make sure that you're going to be a friend that is always ready to help, ready to 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 jump in and help somebody but not jump in and participate in the things that are wrong in their life. And so yes, it's a it's uh it's it's learned. You see, being a friend takes time. And uh, don't just Oh, we was friends instantly. Well, you say that, but not really. <laughs> you had to learn. You, know, you see people maybe you had a connection with right off the bat, and then you grew to be friends. Because sometimes you have a connection with somebody, and in about three hours into that, you're like, whoo, got to go. <laughs> I'm going to love you from afar. It's uh, you know, it's not like that. It isn't always like that. doesn't mean you can't be friendly toward people, but you may not be. BFFs, bosom buddies, whatever you call it. They still say that? I don't know. Um, I'm showing my age maybe or watch too many TV shows growing up. I don't know. There's a story in the scripture that we read, we preach and talk about uh, great faith that uh, these men had. uh, There was a man who was sick, could not walk and he was laying on his bed and uh, we know that He had four friends that carried him to Jesus on that bed and then uh, let uh, let him down through the roof. And, you know, I I like to think about that and and wonder what their life was, how they were connected. That maybe they grew up right there in the same village and all grew up together. And this was one of their friends. And all of a sudden he became sick, you know, and uh, all of a sudden he can't walk anymore. But I feel like these are the kind of guys that probably still went by and saw him and talked with him and encouraged him and, and didn't just say, well, he's sick, he can't come out, so we'll just forget about him. Because they were friends, that means they loved at all times, even when he was sick. If When they heard that Jesus was in town, that he's in this certain house, for some reason these four guys said, you know what, we can walk, we've got our strength, but our friend don't. And we love him even though he's sick. We could be making our own way to the front of the line so we could maybe get in and get a miracle. But we got our strength. And and so we're going to get this man to Jesus. And, And these four friends pick him up on that bed and carry him and get him to the roof, tear open the roof, lower him down. And imagine what the rest of that day was like as their friend walked home with them. They carried him in, but he walked home. And so that's the opportunity you have being a friend. You have the opportunity to get somebody to Jesus. You have an opportunity to make a great difference in someone's life. You, you, you're you going to have an opportunity to see somebody made whole. And, and so you're going to have to uh, connect with people sometimes who do not have it all together. We want great fellowship in the church and in the brethren, in the unity of the church is vital. You can't Uh, Pushed that aside, and and you should uh, be spending more time uh, with uh, your church family, I think, than people outside the church family because it will influence you. But you should be an influencer. You should be someone, and, and you've got to get into a mature place in your walk with God that you can handle being around people who are lost without falling into the trap. You know, it's, it's, I think sometimes people are scared to talk to those who are outside the church because they, they think it's like a black hole and it's just going to start sucking them in. You have got power over all the power of the enemy. And you should be able to talk to someone who don't even believe the God you serve exists without it changing who you are. You should be able to talk to somebody that's high as a kite without it tempting you to get high as a kite. Yeah, come on. We need to be able to do these things and, and, and reach people like this because uh, the Lord was pulling people out of horrible pits and miry clay. Uh, there's a whole world that's lost out there that's looking for somebody that will uh, reach over the wall, that will reach into their life, that will say, hey, you know what, I, I'm going to walk in here and I'm not worried about. You see, he called me out of darkness, but he made me into light. I'm the now light of the world. I can walk in darkness. There ain't a place that you can take in the darkest room. Turn on the smallest light, and darkness has got to go. When you walk into that place, that darkness has got to go. You, it's not going to consume your, the light. It's not going to consume you unless you let it. You know, when when people start getting pulled in, is when they start covering the light. Well, I, I don't want them to know I'm all. I'm all. You know, uh, like I, I love Jesus so. Uh, I'm just going to let them think I'm a good person and then I'll slip Jesus in on them. Uh, Let your light shine. Let your light shine. They, They need to know that people who love Jesus can love them. They need to know that we can love them instead of hate them, persecute them, judge them, cast them out, not associate with them. They need to know that people who love Jesus can love sinners because they already know they lost. They already know that things are wrong. What they need is to see somebody full of the Holy Ghost that will look them in the eye and say, I love you even if you're not like me. I love you if you don't even believe in the Lord that I serve. But you keep hanging around me, you're going to have to make a decision. You're going to believe in him or you're going to tell me to hit the road because this is how the conversation is going to go. I'm sticking with the Lord. But see, there's too many people that sees us And listen, I'm all for standing up for sin. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we're backing off of that. But they need to know, even with my stance, I love you. And that's not because I feel sorry for you and I'm having pity on you. It's because that's the way that Jesus does it, that he loves you. Nobody hated sin more than Jesus, but he reached more people than anybody. He was touching people everywhere he went. He was always blessing people and getting people out, and that's the way I want to be. I want to make sure that I'm able to uh, help somebody who's in that place where they can't maybe get there themselves, that I'll take my effort, I'll make my time, and I'll say, you know, you're my friend, and if I need to tear the roof off for you, I'll tear the roof off for you. If I need to, uh, you know, that's going to cause some aggravation. I'm sure that guy didn't like that big hole in his room. I got a new skylight. Probably didn't like it. We'll, we'll deal with that later. You may have to do some things that people don't maybe necessarily agree with, but be a friend that loveth at all times. Loyal friends are constant, consistent, and friends who are loyal in times of adversity are the most meaningful and a very true and great treasure. There is nothing like having somebody that you know I can call them and they are going to be there. You know, we were uh, was last weekend was at your house and that brother brought that guy brought that tractor out there. You know, I, I went by to see Brother Scott, Brother Ricky, they were working on some land out there, clearing some land and tractor that they were working with. They needed it was had broke down, they needed uh to get the bucket lifted on, of course it wouldn't even crank. So uh Brother Scott he gets in touch with a guy that he went to school with. Is that right? Went to school, known him all that time. And here's this guy, loads up this giant tractor, <laughs> come out there, hooked up, lifted it up, did all this stuff, and says, Hey man, glad glad I got to see you, glad I could help. Went on his way. That's that's what friends do. Been a long time, but hey, worked out. You know, he, it's great to have people, even though if maybe I ain't not seen that guy in years, but you know what, he, he run right out here. I got some guys I went to school with, if I called them today and said, hey, I need you to show up, they'd show up. They don't go to church, they'd probably show up with beer on their breath, but you know what, they'd show up because they love me and I love them. They won't offer me a drink, they know I don't drink. They won't try to talk crazy around me. They know I don't talk that way. But they would show up. And they might slip up and say, "Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. But uh, that happens all the time. But, uh, you know, I'm just like, man, come on. You know, whatever, just keep moving. Let's don't dwell on it. Uh, Be a friend that loveth at all times. And you will win people. You will win people. Hey, you ain't got to win the one sitting on the left and right of you right now. Somebody's already won them. Be the friend, yeah. Be there for your brother and sister always. We gotta quit trying to resave one another. <laughs> we have a great church. Everybody getting resaved every Sunday. What we need is some people need that initial saving. And you are, and I am, in contact with people all the time who need that initial saving. And boy, if you're their friend, you're a lot closer to getting them to sit beside you in church uh, than if you hold them at a distance or or talk down to them or act like they got some kind of disease you afraid is going to jump off on you. Sin won't just jump off of somebody on you. There was a man that was leprous. And in that day, in the day of Jesus, if, if you had leprosy, you had to come into the town declaring you were unclean and you were supposed to say, stay separated but jesus had been preaching comes down from the mountain great multitude around him so this is where everybody could see it he falls down lord if you can you, can, you know if you, will, you you can make me whole and the lord said i will and he lays his hand on him before he says anything in other words he touches him while he's got leprosy but then the man's made whole. But guess what? Jesus wasn't unclean, and he didn't have leprosy because he said, what I got ain't going to be affected by what he's got. What I got, what God gave me, it ain't going to be affected by what they got. I can talk to a drug addict without becoming one. I can talk to an alcoholic without becoming one. You know, I, I can talk to people who are lost in sin without getting lost in sin again. I don't want sin, and they—I promise you—they ain't a soul on this planet that has got anything that I want that would tempt me to go into sin. I don't care if they said I'll give you eighteen suitcases full of money. Keep it. <laughs> I don't want it. If you would just sit down and drink one. Bottle of beer, I'll give you a million dollars. I wouldn't take a million dollars. You say, you know you lying. I, I promise you right now I ain't lying. You could pick my favorite brand that I had when I was in the world, make it ice cold and crack it open and hold it under my nose, and I say, keep your money. Yeah. Because I'm not going to go back to things that Jesus delivered me of. Right. Jesus is not forcing me to stay saved He was so good to me. This is how I honor him, and I choose to be saved. It's got to finally get into us to a point where we choose to live by the word of God. Oh, Lord, just push me into living right. I ain't going to never do it. He's never going to do it. He's not going to put his foot on you and stay in there. He's always saying, follow me, follow me, follow me. And I dropped my nets. The things that I had thrown out and drug in from the world, I had dropped them nets, and now I am following him. And it was my decision to follow him. There is no bridle in my mouth. There is no leash around my neck. I am following the Lord. And if you, you know, that's where it's, it's got to finally get in our heart. Where we can say, Lord, I have hid your word in my heart so I won't sin against you. That way I can talk to people who are lost. I can win people for the kingdom and not wor- be worried about slipping off back into sin. I do not want my past. I do not want what he brought me from ever again. And so I have no worries about that because I love him. And I, I, I choose to serve him. Yes. And, and you, you have to know that he gave you the Holy Ghost and he gave you power over all the power of the enemy. He's, he's giving you the ability to, to beat it. So, so we've got to stop being so frail. I know that uh, there's a, 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 you know, a thin line, a, you know it, it don't take but an instance of thought, something to, to slip up, to mess up. I understand that. And, and we're going to make mistakes in our life, but there is no just, hey, I am choosing to turn my back on you, Jesus, and walk away. I can, and you can, and we can love people without being like those people. And without, uh, you know, we, we can love them like they are. I've got family members that I know, boy, they need the Lord in a bad way. But I remember I needed the Lord in a bad way. And somebody just loved me Anyway. You know, when I came into the church, I looked a mess, but people just hugged my neck and, and shook my hand and smiled at me and talked to me and said, I hope you'll be back, and, and man, we love you, glad you're here, and God's going to do great things for you. This is all like Chinese talk to me. Man, I have no idea what you're saying. What does all that mean? You, you know, God's got big things for me, and, and God loves me. I don't know what all that, I did not understand that. I did not know what it meant, but I loved the way it felt. It was different. Brother Paul, it was different. And uh, it wasn't long after that, I was in the altar and I was in the baptistry and I was filled with the Holy Ghost and, and doing, doing what God called me to do. And that's, boy, there's people out there that are just right on that line. They're just waiting. Somebody throw their arms around my neck and say, hey, I love you. Jesus loves you. God's got plans for you. We need uh, friendships like that. And if we'll you say, I'm going to be a friend, but I'm not going to love nobody. Well, then you can't be a friend because a friend loveth at all times. You know, I, I said this uh, in the funeral I preached the other day, but talking about how love never fails and love's always there. Well, well, Jesus Christ, God manifested in the flesh. God was love. God is love. And God was manifest in the flesh. So love was manifest in the flesh and walked on this earth. So everything he did, that was love doing that. Even dying. That was love. That was love that was feeding multitudes. That was love that was healing blinded eyes. That was love that was uh, making people drop them stones. It was love that went on that cross, and it was love that come out of that grave. It was love. It, it was always love. And I, So I'm thinking, if I'm going to be like him, I've got to be that kind of love, just walking in love, walking in the, everything I do. I've got to preach in love. I've got to pray for people in love. I've got to reach for people in love. I've got to, every, When I meet them, it's got to be because I love them. Jesus never met a single soul that he did not love. Right. Uh, you say, how can you love somebody you don't know? Because you love them like Jesus did. Yeah. You just love them. You just know, I've got a love of God for you. And then it may develop a little stronger when you become friends with them. Now there's the friend love of a friend that I have towards you. I want to uh, make sure that I am a good friend because friendship is so important in our life. What if nobody was friends? What a mess we'd have in this world today. It's bad enough uh, having fake friends in the world, but man, if nobody was friends at all, what a mess this world would really be in. But uh, when we uh, develop friendships, now we're creating, you know, communication. People can, you know, how can two walk together except they be agreed? That's where you start. You, 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 it's like building team, like building fam- Friends often become even closer than family sometimes. Yeah. They, they, yeah, there's some people who, whose families, they, they weren't very close, but, boy, they're close with their friends. And, and, or you have friends that are so much like your family. They're at every family function. They're at every birthday party, Thanksgiving, you know, whatever. They're there. And it's not, it's not even weird. Oh, is that your brother, your uncle? No, he's just my friend. Oh, he's just down for, no, he comes every year. Oh, okay, yeah, because he's just like, he becomes part of the family, and that's, that's the way it is. It's, uh, people see, uh, uh, I was at the dry cleaners picking up my clothes one day, and the lady asked me if, if Sister Jessica was my daughter. She said we talked alike. I was, I, said, I don't know. I said, okay, yeah. I said, no. I said, she's not my daughter. I said, she, she's, you know, but, but that's my friend. And she's like my family. And so it's like you all are. And, uh, you know, so it's just, it's amazing how, uh, you know, you ever see people that are friends? And, oh, they're just alike. They just, because friends mean you grow on each other. And man, when two are walking together, they can be agreed. And man, two are better than one, the scripture says. Uh, Because that way, if you fall, somebody's there to help you up. Or if you need a little heat, a little warmth, uh, you got somebody to help keep you warm. You be careful with that. That's only for husband and wife friends. That's that's mommy and daddy friends. You hearing me? I I better hear some amens from young people right now. All the single people said, amen, pastor. I'll just be cold till I get married. Hmm. Couples meeting right after service. (laughs) I get myself in some places. Man, time just like a snail today. What's wrong? Okay. All right, I got to get back on being a good friend. Perhaps the most gratifying reward of friendship is the ability to add value to someone else. Do you realize you've got something to offer somebody? Oh, yeah. And to be a good friend, to be a loyal friend, is paramount in this world today and in your walk with God. Because you're going to love them. And the Lord said, the way that people will know you're my disciples is when they see you love one another. That's not just talking about loving the brethren. He's talking about loving this world and loving people. And so Jesus modeled the value of relationships by developing friendships among his disciples. He said in John 15 and 15, I have called you friend. See, not just disciple, friend, not just servant, but friend, yes, I'm his servant. Yes, I'm his disciple, but I am his friend. And so when you are discipling people and helping them to come to the Lord, you can't just act like, well, I'm, I'm programming you to be something. You have got to be their friend. And, uh, you know, and he said, you're my friends, and I'm making uh, things known unto you. You're trying to help them and add things to their life and teach them something, add value to their life. Jesus said, you know, the things that he was talking about, he told his disciples, he said, man, prophets and angels have, well, they have longed to look into the things and see the things that you see and hear the things that you hear. So Jesus was adding that to his disciples' life, and that's the way we can be. We can uh, uh, use this pattern uh, to develop discipleship in people and, uh, you know, be a friend to them, teach them, tell them things they don't know about. You know how many people in this day know nothing about the Bible at all? Oh, oh, oh there's they, kids growing up today have never sang Jesus loves me, this I know. They couldn't tell you who Noah was or who Moses was or who Samson was. These are things we grew up knowing. You know, we even if you weren't just in church every day of the week, man, there was... Uh, you know, there was always Bible stories and, and Bible books. And if you went to the dentist's office, that one Bible book was always on the table. Uh, so, you know, you might see Adam and Eve. <laughs> Didn't look like, I would think Adam and Eve looked like. But looked like movie stars. Blonde hair and blue-eyed, you know. What? Who wrote this book? Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, but, you know, somewhere you heard something about that growing up. But today... Oh, these kids in high school, they never been to Sunday school, never been to church, don't know nothing about it. And that's and so all they have to go on is what the world says about church. That's why we've got to be able to uh, be good friends and show something different, <laughs> let them know, hey, we're not like the movies. You know, we're, we're not like the books or the, the news. You, know, you should come and experience, you know, what we do and who we are and, and what we know about the Lord. And, but, you know, if people say, well, I'm scared to bring them, Pastor, because, you know, I'm sure that when I bring them, you know, people are probably running on the back of the chairs. And... Well, sometimes they, people do come. That's their first service. That's, they get, I mean, they just baptism by fire right off the bat. But, you know, you can help soften that blow if you won't hide who you are when you're around them. If they come to church and, and then after church you sit sitting down eating and they look across the table and say, i never seen you act like that. Oh, wow. Is that, you sure this is your church? Board it. They, they, ought, they ought to be ready for what's coming by the, the way they have spent time with you. Now I understand if you just met them at the store and say, hey, you want to go to church with me? Yeah, come on, get in. That's one thing. But if it's somebody from your work or your school, somebody you spend every day with and they see you and they have no idea, That you got this going on. Mm. Yep. So, uh, what I say the other day if we advertise it on the menu, you better have it in the kitchen. You better better, uh, make sure that you're not uh, false advertising. Come on, clock. (laughs) Now, uh, as long as, um, you know. So with friends, true friendships are reflective of the enduring relationship that Jesus developed among his followers during his earthly ministry. If you want to be a good friend, model yourself after the Lord. There will always be fair weather followers and friends. They're only got, Jesus had them. They were only there for the miracles, for the fish and the loaves, for what he could provide, something they could see. And as long as there was something to be gained or a way for them to be entertained or some thrill to be met, they're there, but if the thrill is gone, they gone. You know, it's you know sometimes you even in when we're in our school times you see somebody maybe who gets gains a little popularity in school because uh, you know whatever they they, they throw at all the parties or they do some, but but you let that go away and the people go away they're gonna go to the next one uh, but a friend gonna stick with you whether you're rich or broke. I'm sure that uh, when the prodigal son hit the road and had all his cash bags going, he had plenty of friends. Right. He was the one bankrolling the parties. He was the one had everybody around. But as soon as they started coming up and said, hey, we're partying this weekend. Man, I'm, I'm a little short this week. Okay, just left him alone to work in the pig pen till he realized I ain't got nothing but a Father. And he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And so when he got there, I'm sure he looked rough. I'm sure he stunk. He was nasty. He was dirty. He ain't no way to stay clean, working in a hog pen. But he just threw his arms around his neck, said, not worried about where you've been, just thankful for where you are, and loved him right on back into the house and uh, was able to be that kind of friend to him. That's the, you know, he, Yeah, he was his father, but he was his friend. I know many times we'll say parents don't need to be friends to their kids they don't need to only be friends to their kids. That's a better way of saying that because you should be a friend to your kid, but you shouldn't only be a friend. You need to be able, we've got a father who will correct us, whom the Lord loves. He chastens, but a friend loves at all times. So it's your friend correcting you. And so sometimes, even as parents, we have to realize I have to be the parent right now and I've got to tell you no and, uh, or correct you or punish you for what you've done, but I'm still your friend because I love you at all times, and I'll always be like Jesus was, and the reason I'm doing this is because I love you. I'm going to correct you because I love you. And so don't, when your friends, when you tell them, hey, you know, you shouldn't do that, because I would never tell my friend they shouldn't do that because I wouldn't want to think I'm judging them. Again, come on, we've got to stop that. You know, tell you, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. If you loved me, I do love you. That's why I'm telling you. That's why I care about you. And you, maybe you don't understand it because nobody really gets it when they're getting corrected. There's too many other emotions bouncing around in there, mad, upset, sad, disappointed, whatever, because you know that no means no, and you just, oh, if you love me, you let me go. Well, I tell you, I'm thankful for the times my parents said no when I was young. When you have an older sibling so you want to you want to grow up a little faster. And I remember back uh let's like say way back I was probably 8 or 9 and so I would make my brother about 13 and, and they were wanting to go to a, a concert. And man, I wanted to go. 9 years old. Want to go want to go to Fulton County Stadium and see Kiss. 9. And not understanding how come they say a no. If you love me as much as you love him, you let me go. No, idiot. You can't go to Fulton County Stadium with a bunch of potheads and drunks and people screaming and hollering and taking their clothes off to watch Kiss. You're nine years old. But I don't understand that. I just wanted to go see the show. Yeah, I don't know. But see, they know. And so they say no. Your parents know. And so they say no. I'm thankful that my mom was a friend. She said, just because everybody's doing it, you'll said, oh, yeah, I, just because everybody's doing it don't mean you're going to. So-and-so's going. I ain't so-and-so's mama. That's right. But they, they are my mama. And so uh, a friend will tell you, no, sometimes, don't do that. It's okay. If you, if you love them, if they, know really, if they really know you love them, they'll get over it. Because love endures all things and bears all things. And it never fails. It'll it'll take care of that. So a friend loveth at all times. Three minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm counting down. Faithful friends are those who are consistent throughout the ebb and flow of life events. They're going to be there. They'll comfort you when you're hurting, lift you up when you're discouraged, and offer help when you're needy. When difficulties arise and adversity prevails, a faithful friend will be present and prepared to assist. A faithful friend will not pass the buck. Well, I got somebody you can call. I got somebody that'll pray for you, man. Uh, r- real friends will uh, help you move. Yeah. yeah, they will. They'll help you move. Uh, I wish Sister Lawhorn was in here. Real friends are coming and, and uh, catch a, a wild chicken that's loose in your garage. When her and Ben first got married moved in that house, she called me one day freaking out because there was a, a chicken that showed up from somewhere and it was in her garage. <laughs> and she didn't know, she was scared to death. Now they're raising chickens. I don't get it. But uh, I had to come get that chicken out of that garage. And I don't really care for chickens, but I'm a pastor and I'm a friend. I have changed tires, I have changed oil. I have picked people up that were broke down. I have pushed trucks out of the road. I have done a lot of things as a pastor, not simply because I'm a pastor, but because I'm their friend. Right. Because if I'm able to be there, my wife will tell you I'm coming. If they call me, I'm going. I've driven to the airport multiple times, yeah. and I don't mind because I know how to get there and get back, and it makes me feel better knowing that they're there and safe. And because I don't know if they know how. I worry. Text me when you get to your gate. Text me when you get there. Because I'm if I don't take them, I'm worried. I'm like it's like I think nobody else can get to the airport but me. But that's because I love them. I want to make sure they're okay. Yeah. Honey, you got to come on I'm gonna just I'm gonna preach all day. Uh and that's not a good friend. I don't need to uh wear you out like that. But the Bible says and you can stand with me, Proverbs 18, 24 that a man that has friends must show himself friendly. That that says it all. Loyal friends will go the extra mile. They'll go beyond expectations. You be careful of anybody who who just instantly claims, oh, I'm your BFF. You're a little too needy. Uh, That's a little too quick. You don't even know me. You know, Off someone, you know, it's like people that friends you out of the blue on Facebook, never seen them before, and act like they've known you all their life. A little stalkerish. uh, That's a word. Come on. It ain't. It is now. Uh, It is now. Well, y'all, my friends, you have to love me even when I make words up. But friendship takes time, be loyal be compassionate, be loving. Don't be inappropriate. Be loving. Life will always be full of problems, ups and downs, hills and valleys, trials and tests, just life that we have to get through. All of us face it as we grow older. If the Lord tarries, there's issues and situations, but we make it through, number one, with the help of the Lord a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. But we also make it with these brothers and sisters and friends that we've made along this life. Hey, and guess what? Sometimes even your good friends are people who are not born again. They can be your friend and not be born again. But you should be trying to get them born again. Don't be content to leave them that way. Let's lift our hands and pray and ask the Lord to help us be better friends. Lord, today we love you. And there is no friend more loyal than you. And so, Lord, we set our sights on you. And we strive to be a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Lord, help us to always model your example of discipleship and friendship and love and compassion. And, Lord, we're going to see a great harvest through these things. So help us now, Lord, to do it. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand and a shout. Hallelujah. Great God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. Appreciate all my friends. And I appreciate that great friend. Uh, today, let me tell you, there will be prayer before service, but at five minutes till 12, we will, there's gonna, we're going to do today, we're going to have a five-minute countdown going on. We're going to make announcements during the five-minute countdown. So if you're going to get water, run the restroom, do that. Five minutes till countdown is going to start and we're going to open service a little different today. So I want everybody to get back in here and be excited, be ready. We're going to see God do some great things today in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you.